Do you have a to-do list that's a mile long? It's easy to become overwhelmed and not know where to start. What ends up happening is you get very little done on your list, if anything at all. And this can cause you to get to the end of the day feeling unaccomplished and frustrated. So in today's episode, we're talking with our guest, Brian Lombardo, about the psychology behind a power list and how to put one in place every day. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. All right, so we are here with our very special guest this time because we have not only a nutritional coach and someone who's going to talk with us about getting things done in power lists, she also happens to be my sister. (laughs) With us today is Brian Lombardo. Say hi, Brie. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm very excited oh, to be here. One one thing I forgot to ask before we hit record, um, who are you online? Are you Brian or Bree? How do people know uh, you? Well, my handle online is Brienne, but Bree's in my profile, so. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So everybody has has now heard us say it. It's Brian. So when you see it spelled Brienne, you'll remember it's actually Brienne, so. Brienne, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been up to the last couple of years and, um, you know, what 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 you're trying to do moving forward. Yeah, sure. So I am a recovering yo-yo dieter. I've done it all. If it's trend, <laughs> if it's if it's trendy, I've done it. And ultimately, that led me to get my actual uh, nutrition certification. So I'm a certified nutrition coach through NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Oh, great! And through that, I have my company SAS, which stands for Simple and Sustainable Success, and it's all built around those principles. I do one-on-one coaching and group coaching. I also have a free Facebook group where we just do some weekly trainings and I just try to get out simple and sustainable habits that can benefit your life. Right. So trying to get everybody else off of that, that yo-yo pattern. Is that the, the gist of it there? Absolutely. Oh it works goodness, for can, a while. Uh-huh. I can identify for sure. So, well, um, I mean, the, the reason I had you on is because you talk so much about productivity and getting things done and whatever. And so tell us a little bit about how that plays into n- nutrition, because I know, you know, you're a nutrition coach online, but you speak so much about this. Sure. It's, it just goes, it sort of goes hand in hand with why coaching itself is an industry. And that's because, you know, most people know what to do, but actually implementing that is the hard part. So coaches Mm -hmm. are here to hold you accountable, but ultimately it's because the hardest part of the nutritional journey is the behavior change component. So the psychological habits and behavior that drive your nutritional choices make the biggest impact. We all know what we should and should not be eating, but how often do we make the right choice? Right. So one of the uh, sort of buzzwords we've heard you use in here, here and there, and the reason we wanted to bring you on was to talk about power lists. So first of all, what is a power list exactly? Power list is pretty simple. It's just three to five things that you commit to accomplishing within a day. Some people might call them non-negotiables, meaning that no matter what happens, life is going to come up, things are going to interfere. Those three to five things are going to get done. So... Okay. So those are three things that aren't really work related though, right? These are like your personal life goals or do they change all the time? How does it work? So powerless, it kind of depends on what it is that you're focusing, but it tends to reflect back to a habit. And 
power lifts are most beneficial usually within the context of a morning routine, adding a little bit of consistency, starting your day more productive so that it leaks into the rest of your day. So while it may not be work specific, it tends to be things that, you know, like making your bed. That's a great example. That's something that ends up on a lot of um, clients' power lists that I coach as well as my own. So it's not necessarily non-negotiable as in I've got a deadline or this is super important. These are, these are just things you're going to hang your hat on every day. I'm going to get these done. Is that, is that the idea? Exactly. Okay. So if you said it's three to five things, do some of those rotate or is it like, these are the three things that I do every single day? Or, or do you sometimes like add on to, you know, these are my three things that I do every day. And then today I have these other two priorities or anything like that, or is it a static thing? It is definitely not static. Um, it's sort of um, like rungs of a ladder. So you're going to start with oh. a power list at the bottom, three to five things. What you'll find, for example, um, drinking water when I first wake up, making my bed and drinking protein coffee, which seems a little super specific, but those are three things that I started with a power list working on. They are now so ingrained as a habit, I don't have to think about them anymore. So now those have just become something that happens automatically when I wake up. And so now my power list, I have three different things that I might be working on. So essentially what you do is you take small, easy to accomplish lists of things and you just over time formulate a habit around them to where now you don't have to write them down or think about them. You just do them. It's like brushing your teeth, right? And so right. now you can move on. So over time, what this does is it builds oh, wow. a lot of, yeah, it compounds over time. So if your power list is the same today as it was six months ago, maybe you're not doing it right. Is that kind of the <laughs> idea? Like the idea is, that, to, is to use this to ingrain these things so that eventually you, you don't even have to think about them. Correct. And that is, huh. that kind of goes back to the part of behavior change is the hardest because, you know, having a power list that you started you know, six months ago that you're still working on. Um, it might not actually be that you're doing it wrong. Maybe you have the wrong things on your list. Uh, maybe okay. you have, maybe you have something that you don't truly identify with that you're trying to make a part of your life that doesn't really fit. So, uh, how, what, what, what makes a power list different? How does it help you to, to get things done, uh, in, in a, in a, in a better way? What makes it better? <laughs> So the root of behavior Why change, yeah, sure. The root of behavior change is psychology. And just like anything, you want what you're using to work for you, not against you. Mm -hmm. And human action is driven by two major things, necessities, things like food, sleep, avoiding danger and pain, and rewards. And when you accomplish an action or a task that you've set forth for yourself, it's rewarding. So your brain releases what's called dopamine, which is the mm. reward hormone. It's responsible for feelings of pleasure in the brain. And so it's, it's motivating. You get this surge of, of good feelings by accomplishing it. So is, even though is it that the chocolate hormone, the chocolate, <laughs> is it <laughs> maybe, I think, I think, I think chocolate releases a dopamine hit. I think it, it might. Be. I don't know. I, I saw it on television. It's, <laughs> it's gotta be true. <laughs> another happy hormone. So we'll have to look into that, but it's a it's great connection. <laughs> this is the editor stepping in. I looked it up and chocolate actually releases four chemicals, dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, and oxytocin. No, that, <laughs> but dopamine is the, uh, that's the reward center one, right? Correct. It's the reward hormone the, in it. Yeah. The same yeah, thing we get from in... social media and all those things. 
Yeah. And it, it, you know, it releases feelings of pleasure. The other thing that dopamine does in the brain is that it strengthens synapses, which is just a fancy word for the connectors in the brain. And this is what's going to play an important role in establishing a habit in your brain. I like to compare it to you, you know, driving a horse and buggy down an old dirt road versus, you know, a sports car on the Audubon. The stronger those synapses get, the more you're going to be like the sports car and less like the buggy. So you're, you're going to get places faster with less effort, which is what ultimately drives it into your subconscious and makes it a habit. So dopamine is like, it is a powerhouse in the brain. And by putting really simple tasks that you're going to accomplish, especially early on in the day, that's why I specifically mentioned a morning routine. You start your day off with those feelings of pleasure. And, you know, how often have you said, oh, I'm going to work out and you dread it. And then after you're done, you feel motivated and you not only got your workout done, you're more motivated to continue being productive. It's the same principle, only you're using tasks instead of a workout. Okay, so I have a question about that as far as like developing the power list. Like I don't necessarily think I feel rewarded every time I make my bed in the morning, but I do. Well, I don't. I mean, I've done done it forever and ever. So how do you choose? Like, how would you even say, I want to make these things like, okay, I get up, you know, your brother and I, we get up, we do kind of the same stuff every morning. I don't necessarily feel accomplished by that or whatever. How do you pick things that will help you feel rewarded to move forward? Sure. So that I love that you guys had that little comparison just now where Keely said she doesn't feel accomplished by doing that. And you know, and you said that you do. That's the theme of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're slash not. Slash <laughs> marriage slash life. Well, that that's exactly what I just mentioned, that maybe if you're working on a list that's not working for you, it's because you have the wrong things on your list. Keely doesn't need to have making her bed on her power list because clearly she said, oh, I've been doing it forever. She doesn't get a reward anymore for that. So it's not going to work for her, whereas it will work for you. Does that make sense? So it's very individualized. Yeah. So things of what should go on the list. There's two approaches. Um, one is things you can do every day to create a habit, which is kind of what we've been talking about. Now, someone like Keely, who is also someone like me, um, you know, we're bed makers in my house. Even when we go camping in the cabin, we make our bed. <laughs> and even though that's a habit for me, <laughs> nice. I personally like to keep it on my list because it's a consistent factor for me. So I, even though it's a habit, I still get that feeling of accomplishment because I know that even if the rest of my day overwhelms me and I don't get much done, I still value getting that finished. So you can keep things on your list as long as it feels, as long as you're getting that emotion from it, or you can replace it with things that you would much rather do. For example, I know you guys are coffee drinkers. I am as well. Maybe you're not such a good water drinker. So you could add that before you you drink your first cup of coffee, you're going to have a glass of water. That's a great way to get started on a different goal you're going to work out throughout your day. Another thing that I like to encourage clients is to put at least one thing on that list you tend to avoid. Are you the person, guilty, I'm raising my Uh, hand, I know this is a podcast, are you the person who might (laughs) put, put things in the dryer and then they're still there for three days? You know, so maybe I'm going to add pulling things out the dryer and folding a load of laundry, you know, because it's something I tend to avoid. And so now first thing in the morning, boom, I've now done something that I know I tend to, you know, not get accomplished. And then at the end of the day, it's just a weight on my shoulders, knowing I didn't do it. Just like anything personalized, it depends. So you could always do a mixture of these two things. So I like to have clients add a few things that they're already kind of working on, but struggling with. 
and then cap it off at the end with that one thing, at least that they tend to avoid. Now, I know that you've said uh, it, it sort of pairs with morning routines or, or, or integrates with morning routines is, is the idea that you're going to knock out this power list in the morning. Is is that integral to it or is that just the way you tend to do it or can it be things throughout the day? I think that's, I think that's a good question. And it's, you know, I really hate to say it depends. It seems like such a cop out, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> I think that, at, you know, let's say you're going with three things. I think at least two of them should be done in the morning time. It doesn't need to be at 5 a.m. first thing, but just so that you can kind of get that that motivation going to continue to encourage you to continue being productive throughout the day. But I think it's totally fine to have some items on there that get accomplished later in the day. The important part is that they get gotcha. finished because that's the other thing about power list. You might start on them and then, you know, the baby's crying or the dog threw up or whatever life throws at you that day. And you don't make it through your list. That's going to happen. So where this plays an important role in developing consistency is habits is that you come back to that list, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not finished and you finish it, that's the important part. Yeah. This actually happened the other day with making the theme of making beds. Uh, we get up every day. I always make the bed, whatever, but like two or three days ago, I had a rough night's sleep. I got up, I stayed on the couch for like an hour or two, which does not normally happen for me. Right. And it wasn't until like probably lunchtime that I decided to make the bed, but we needed to get up and really start doing, you know, work. <laughs> like I actually needed to show you know, it's up. Funny. Yeah. So she talks about how making the bed doesn't make her feel accomplished, but it really bothered her that day when she hadn't. You know what? She, she mentioned it about three times before she finally just you went You know what it bothers it. me is that the house is a mess. I cannot focus. I try very hard to not even go in the kitchen in the mornings as much as possible because <laughs> like if, you know, our kids do dishes and stuff. And so I have to tell myself, don't do their dishes for them. That's not teaching them anything. I have to wait till they get home from school. Right. It's very hard for me to be in a house when it is a mess. Right. So uh, do you have any, um, all right, so you've sold us on the power list. We're, we're doing the power list. We're all about power lists. Where do we start? How do we, how do we make this part of our lives? Okay, so a power list is a hugely important tool, but there is also another kind of list that I like to have my clients. It's an exercise um, because the whole point of, of, well, not the whole point, but one of the things that a power list helps accomplish is it helps to mitigate overwhelm that you experience when you have too many things to do, not enough time to do them, and that causes overwhelm. And a lot of times it leads to inaction, which itself causes okay. more overwhelm and it's a vicious cycle. So right. there is something called a brain dump. So these are physical activities. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take a piece of paper. Doesn't need to be fancy. Don't make excuses. Just go grab the back of the <laughs> mail envelope, why, whatever Why are you looking at me so hard when you say that, Brie? <laughs> <Why? laughs> and so the brain dump is another uh, thing that we're going to use to sort of empty, empty the brain. So I want you to just messy write down everything on your mind that you feel like you need to get done. Today, tomorrow, if it pops in your brain, it means it's taking up mental space. I want it on that paper. Just write it down. It doesn't need to be organized by work, school, whatever. Literally, it's exactly like it sounds. Brain dump it. Once you have that, this is the easiest way to start making a power list. Use the list that already exists that's sitting in front of you and just circle three to five things. This will get you started. Huh. But, by, but by putting pen to paper with all of those other thoughts, 
what happens is, is you're, you allow yourself to focus in and visually see everything and then minimize it or reduce it to those three to five things. Because what I find is that if you try to build a power list from scratch, a lot of times you start with three things and you're like, oh, but I really got to, you know, the bake sales tomorrow and I really got to do this. And then all of a sudden your quote unquote power list uh-huh. is, has 10 or 12 things on it. So that is a huge exercise. Right. I do it with all my clients. It's very successful. I actually still do it. You can choose to continue to work off that list or you can just do another one another day. After you get used to that, you'll be able, like I build a power list from scratch now, but it's only because I've done this exercise enough to where I can pinpoint my three to five things without doing a brain dump. As long as, let's say you try to transition into making one from scratch, the minute that you feel like you have more than, more than three to five items and you're spending more time making the list than it would take you to actually accomplish the list, do the, list, yeah. do the brain dump. Exactly. And I encourage people to physically write the list down as well and to put it somewhere visual, like your coffee pot. Um, or so I like to sit down in the morning and do it, but this is also, you know, working from home. If I was still getting up and leaving my house at six in the morning to commute to be a full time teacher, I might actually do the brain dump the night before and circle and make a power list, write the power list on something like a sticky note. Like I said, put it somewhere, you know, you're going to see it. I know I'm going to the coffee pot. Maybe you hang it above your toothbrush, put it somewhere that when you're groggy in the morning and you don't know what's going on, it's going to be there as a reminder. And the physical nature of writing it down will also help strengthen those um, connections in your brain. Well, I do have a question here. So Mm -hmm. I tend to, I, I like to, I'm not a big list person, but I have to make lists now because of my team. And I I have too much to keep straight, but I really do like to visualize and think about those things in advance. But whenever I talk to your brother about this stuff, if we start making a list ahead and he can't immediately jump into it, it does kind of, he struggles with that quite a bit. He like, if we start talking about this, like the brain dump, I can just totally see him immediately going to his computer to do whatever the thing is that he's writing down. Well, so, no, so tell me a little bit about that, Austin. So brain dumps, um, I think I, the first time I encountered that idea was with the book Getting Things Done. And the the idea is to prevent that. So when you're trying to do your to-do list and you're trying to like, you know, trying to organize your life so you can get things done, your brain likes to bring up all of the millions of things that you need to do, you want to do, you, oh, I, I should do, you know, all those kinds of things. And so what the brain dump does is you're not doing anything right now. So go in and write it all down, get it all out because your brain is doing that thing where it says, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And okay. so you write it all down and you have to force yourself to say, I'm just going to write it down so I can, I, I, I don't worry, brain, I won't forget about it. I'll do it another time. Okay. And then, yeah. I have a question then. But- All right. So I feel like our, <laughs> so we have a weekly meeting here at R5 and I feel like this is the brain dump time between the two of us, but is. this is where you're like, hold on, let me do that thing you asked me to do it real is. quick. Hold on. So what's the difference? I don't so know what brain dumps are, the, I guess. The difference is, the difference is I... In those meetings, I am probably not efficiently doing what we're discussing here. When you bring up something, I should write it down and then move on to the next thing. The problem, it is not a brain dump. If you, if you say, Austin, have you done X, Y, and Z? And I go, hang on, let me go grab that real quick. That's not a brain dump. That is me trying to do all the things. So you have to, 
in order to do it right, you've got to, like, like Brian said, you get it all on paper, you write it all down, put it in your planner, your to-do list or a scrap piece of paper or whatever, and just get it all down and then move on so that you can come back to it later. Okay. I got it. Oh boy. From now on, oh on boy. our meetings, you and I are going to both do a brain dump and then we're going to swap papers. Perfect. <laughs> we just solved it. I can't wait to see how this works out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm guessing based on our previous interactions, poorly. But <laughs> we're getting better all the time at it. Um, so we've talked a lot about, you know, powerless and things like that, but obviously I always like to ask our guests specific to them, the things that keep them from being productive, because see all of us we talk about this all the time on empowering productivity, the things that might keep me from being productive aren't issues for your brother or ver- vice versa. So right. what are some things that, that keep you from getting the things done you want to do every day or whatever? Yeah, it's, it's totally personal to me, but it's also one of the biggest issues that I see with my clients when I start working with them. Because though I'm a nutrition coach, we spend the whole, I tend to work with people for a minimum of three months. We spend the whole first month focusing on their habits and the foundations for that behavior change. And it's this notion, especially in the world of social media, of trying to implement habits or routines that you don't really align with. For example, most people have heard of a morning routine. Most people have also been exposed to these, you know, influencers online that get up and have two hour long morning routines and it involves yoga and meditation. And I was living in this world for a long time where I believe that in order to have a successful morning routine, it needed to look like that. When in reality, I don't have two hours to do a morning routine. I don't particularly right. enjoy I don't particularly enjoy getting up and meditating. You know, I, I have crazy puppies. Right. I like to get up and <laughs> take a couple steps outside with them. And so once I realized that you have to, you know, you have to bring in habits and routines that work with your specific lifestyle and what you're looking to accomplish, your productivity changes drastically because you're no longer wasting on energy on things that you just simply don't align with. And then the other thing is getting out of the trap of feeling like motivation is the king. And that is because, you know, dopamine work, dopamine is the, you know, the reward hormone and it works for motivation, but ultimately motivation wears off. It goes away. You know, it's just like when you start a diet or you make a new year's resolution, you're gung ho for it. And then you start to fall off the wagon. Why? Because motivation isn't endless. So you need to pair motivation with discipline because when motivation fails, you need to have something to step into its place. So realizing that and not living in this fantasy world that, oh, well, I'm just going to be, you know, everything's going to be great. I'm going to wake up. You know, you end up, what happens is is you end up waking up, not feeling motivated that day and spending more time mentally beating yourself up because you don't feel motivated than just (laughs) getting the thing done. So by having discipline and that's, and this fits perfectly with the power list, because when you have those three things on your power list and you know that, you know, no matter what happens in, in that day, you're getting those done. That's If you commit to that and you do that, that is discipline. Because when the world starts throwing curveballs your way, motivation is going to wear off and you're going to feel like, well, I have to go tend to this fire you know, mm. and, and, leave, and leave this. But if you commit to getting those done, you're reinforcing discipline, which again, it's just th- that is your magic combo. Use motivation to get started. Use discipline to keep going. 
Yeah, I actually do this. Um, Your brother laughs at me because there's like one kind of cookie I can eat and I kind of <laughs> like it. It's okay, but you know. I kind of um, like it. It's it's good enough. It still tastes like grit or whatever, sandy <laughs> grit with some chocolate pieces. But, you know, I can eat it and occasionally it's, I crave it. Chocolate chip grit. So patties. your brother always wants to buy me more, more than one box of these, but I will just eat the whole box. It's like 900 calories for the whole box. So it's not good to eat the whole box at once, but I do this like once or twice a month. And your brother always wants to try and buy one. I'm like, don't buy me more than one because I will eat all of it if it's in the house. See, I'm coming at it from like, a food service dopamine, angle. Dopamine. Uh, no, I'm coming at it from a purely <laughs> food service angle. I'm like, why Why would we want to get one box if one box is one serving? We need to have another one on the shelf for later on in the stock room, you know? No, because like, then I eat like, it all. No, because it won't make it through tomorrow. Like, I'll eat both I, right now. I bring that box home and I eat it all in one day. <laughs> And then she, she when buys, I want them again, I'm like, I'm not leaving the house to go to the store and find them. She eats these boxes <laughs> of cookies the way you would eat an ice cream cone. Like you buy well, it to consume immediately. Right. That's what she does. Well, let's go ahead and just reconnect that little comment back to what we're talking about. I talked about putting it physic, the power list physically displaying it somewhere where it's going to remind you. She's talking about the same thing in reverse, right? If it's not physically in front of her, she's yes. less tempted by it and she's exactly. not going to do it. Exactly. It's the, it's the same reason why the power list works in reverse. By putting it in front of you, you're encouraging yourself to be more likely to execute on it. Oh, right. that was a good one. I like that. Good cookie story, Keely. <laughs> good, good cookie story. Good cookie story. Yeah, there's like very few um, junk food snacks that I can actually eat and I refuse to keep them in the house. I just, if I really... If I go like two days and I'm still craving it, then I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to go to the store and get it. Yeah. So tell us one, th tell us some things that help you feel accomplished. You know, like obviously you have your power list. I'm sure there's other things that you're doing as well. Um, you know, some things that help you keep feeling, I don't know, even motivated, disciplined, whatever it is. <laughs> She, she just wanted to say motivated, but after what I said, she was like, let me throw discipline in there too. <laughs> well, I don't feel motivated um, every day either. I just do things, but I do think a lot of people do live off of motivation. Why are you pointing at me? Because you talk you, about it. <laughs> if, you can, if you can sustain it, that's great. But what I find mm. is that people that think they live off motivation are actually living off of a blend of motivation and discipline. They're just not calling sure, it that. Sure, yeah. But um, things I do to feel accomplished every day. Discipline doesn't feel good. Uh, debatable it's one of those things where i think it's how you how you package well, I mean, it up i mean in the moment in the moment that's true okay yeah that's true okay what makes you feel disciplined and or accomplished <laughs> um <laughs> so even though i'm preaching powerless you know i'm not perfect nor is anybody else there are going to be days where even the powerless doesn't get done so what do you do in that case and i like to bookend my day meaning that i have a, like very few things i do in the beginning of the day and the end of the day that just sort of start and end the day. I feel like I said day just 400 times <laughs> the day feeling successful. And that is stop saying day. Yeah, so for example, <laughs> I mentioned my protein coffee in the morning that really just stems from a love of coffee, to be quite honest. Like it doesn't matter where I am or who I'm with. I'm drinking coffee. So I drink my protein coffee in the morning and I tend to make my bed. And then at night I, um, you know, I do like my little night care, nighttime skincare routine and I drink, a grains supplement. And so basically they're just two things that, you know, the coffee in the morning, the greens at night, they're very simple. I enjoy them. I go to them and, but they're also good for me. So by starting and ending my day, 
with those things, it just sort of makes it feel like if even if it was a complete disaster, everything that happened in between those two things, I know that I'm starting and ending on a positive <laughs> note. Sometimes that's all you can control and that's just life. So real quick, because we've, we've now referenced it several times, give us, give us the like two sentences. What is protein coffee? Because the first time I heard you say that I was like, Ooh, <laughs> so protein coffee is much simpler than it sounds. <laughs> it's not some fancy product. It's, it's really just coffee. And instead of using a, a creamer, you use a flavored protein powder. So for example, like I have a vanilla flavor, I have a blueberry muffin flavor. So I put coffee, milk, and my protein powder in it because most Americans do not get enough protein in their breakfast to start their day. And here's your little uh, nutrition coach plug. You really need to be getting like 20 grams of protein at breakfast. So if you're not doing that, everybody work on that. That's your homework. <laughs> um, but pro it can be any. <laughs> that's, that's your powerless right there. There you go. Get your protein in your breakfast. But basically, so it's really just, it's, it's also, even if you're not even focusing on protein, it's a really healthy switch from a sugary creamer that you might be used to getting or putting flavor into your coffee to using a, a more healthy alternative. That's really it. Right. Yeah. I mentioned this to your sister-in-law and she was like, blueberry coffee? And I was like, I don't go with it, man. Just whatever. You can go to Dunkin' and get I don't really put coffee. anything in my coffee, but I will. Uh, I don't, I, I drink my coffee black mostly, but I'll tell you what, I have gotten protein powders and vegan ones are nasty, man. I have definitely <laughs> uh, burned through some gross protein powders before. Yeah, so you got to find a good one for sure. So I don't know where they are. Well, Brie, we're uh, really excited that we finally uh, got to have you on here. And um, hey, look, we finally did the uh, podcast that we we've always talked about doing together. <laughs> look at us. Do you know some? Do you know somewhere uh, in in the bowels of my master closet studios folder, I have our one episode of maybe a podcast that we recorded like four years ago. I keep I keep needing wanting to find the right venue to release that episode. <laughs> um, I really need to listen to it. Oh, did I? Um, I've, I've debated putting it out on, on one of the other show feeds, but it kind of doesn't fit anymore. No. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, we'll just throw it out there, uh, somewhere and, and we'll link up to it here. But what is the best way for, for people to, uh, connect with you? They've heard something they like, they've sparked something and they, they want to ask you some follow-up questions. How do they find Yeah, you? sure. I would say the best place is definitely Instagram. Um, my handle is at Hey there, Brian. We'll put that in the spelling. It's spelled like Brianne. <laughs> Um, but basically if you visit me there, I am on there every day giving out, you know, just free content, things like that. But there's also a link in my bio where you can find a freebie about productivity that you can download as well as a link to my free Facebook group SAS, where again, it's just a free resource where I give out, um, weekly training, bring in some guest speakers, things like that. Well, that's great. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. And we will, um, share with all of our audience this once it releases. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Bye.